0: watch film but i'd be honest i mean when i first started watching film i was just watching a game
1: yeah. hello everybody welcome to the uk packers podcast as usual i'm your host at Steady nfl on twitter and of course follow the group at uk packers and as usual of yo buddy i pa- run peacock nfl what's going on buddy
0: i'm starting to get really quite worried about how high pitched that's all getting
1: I know, yeah. Well, I have a vice um, here at the desk, and um,
0: that's what I need to do. I think. was going to say, you just just done it up a couple of more notches, yeah?
1: Castorato! Look, just don't get on to me today, all right? I'm feeling delicate. I'm feeling very delicate. Yeah,
0: so for the listeners out there, you should have it know that Steve is suffering from very serious case mm-hmm. of man flu, which is actually scientifically proven.
1: It is, probably by male scientists. But come here to me, um, I was feeling ropey today, right, and I got sent into Boots there are other pharmacies available so I went in the Boots I had to pick up uh, stuff for the baby and um, went in I was looking ropey so I was, I was loitering around the Lemsip section which is uh, I don't know for the American listeners they probably don't have Lemsip but who could, look it's just it's a like a cold and flu it's the most horrible thing ever isn't it Ryan like what is it lemon blackcurrant lemon and menthol which is what I'm drinking it's now which pretty
0: is pretty much it I'm, so, I'm I'm just impressed you have a Boots in Ireland I thought it'd be like Flanagan O'Reilly's or something you know some mm. little been there for years
1: i know yeah, yeah like with voodoo dolls and
0: stuff yeah but you've got some big brands coming in over there that's that's good
1: you know what we are going to be well we are a massive multinational hub working for an american company and also we're going to take all of your multinationals because you went and pissed off at with brexit less 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 so, come, on, come on let's not make let's it move, political move, but move i will on, talk about that on. later because i want to go on a bit of a rant later because this some guy just pissed me off all right but anyway i went into boots and i was ambling around and this really apologetic looking worker come up to me right now i was feeling ropey and starting to get the chills right got the headache going uh the voice as you can hear is a little bit deeper so i was in looking at lemsip she comes up to me she says Are you okay and i was like jesus and it just brought me back to when my mom was a kid used to say to me oh so i felt vulnerable so I, I sort of opened i said yeah i'm not feeling great she's like oh really i said yeah i explained my symptoms her face went poker straight right and she looked at me really really seriously and she says oh my god i think i know what you have i was like oh jesus i've got some serious illness here she's gonna bring me to a section around the back she says to me i know what i can prescribe you and i was like okay really and she was wearing the pharmacist's coat, the whole works and she says what you need is a good chinese and a bit of LEM sip." sit down on the couch son you've got man flu and i was like oh for god's sake i'm even getting trolled by a pharmacist <laughs> she's a medical professional she shouldn't be doing this oh, to
0: brilliant. me i'm brilliant. feeling brilliant. delicate Ryan. delicate <laughs> at least you didn't put the blue glove on and say uh just drop your pants for me sir and let's have a let's have a closer inspection
1: yeah jesus we've already done it haven't we we've got there already on the podcast it's just descended to filth jesus. i was gonna say i was
0: worried there when you said we've already done it we have not already done anything with the blue glove
1: <laughs> yeah not that we're gonna admit on the podcast but yeah I'm, I'm feeling ropey so i think we'll make this podcast a short one because uh you know i've got to curl up in bed with my westlife pillow and uh weep uh weep into my into my westlife pillow my sack of spuds which is what i sleep in
0: Get in know, the bar. I'm always worried when you say let's do a short one because we've had it before where we've had mad evenings at work, ended up getting in late. Said let's do a quick one because we've got to edit it, mm. get it out, and then you know we look up at the clock and we're like ah, we've we've been on for 50 minutes. Yeah, so
1: and then at 3am the podcast goes out.
0: We'll have to keep it concise,
1: mm. which is something let's face it we're not great at. But um, come here, let's start the game. It's always good. Victory Monday's always um a success uh, you know man flew or not uh, the packers were firing seemingly on all cylinders in this game uh ryan still think we are running the table
0: well you know as i said now a couple of weeks back we will mm. win out the season so since that statement we are two wins out of two so you know just saying just okay. saying
1: yeah and was that one sort of prediction enough or do you need to top it up maybe
0: uh, do you need to uh, predict again? Prediction, with something what more?
1: What do you want? Oh, I don't know. Maybe though, we're going to beat the Seahawks by three touchdowns. We're going to beat, you know, the Bears. Wait, let's, with-
0: let's face it the, the Seahawks one is the one that we're worrying about. Okay. So the remaining games are Seahawks, Bears, Vikings, Lions. Now, yeah. ideally, we win all four. Hmm. I think at most we can lose one. Yeah. And the reason I think we can lose one is because i'm i'm looking at thinking if if there's one of those games we're likely to lose well not likely to lose but i guess the t- in in my opinion the toughest one we'll come up against will be the seahawks mm. and over the recent meetings with those guys they seem to have had our number for various reasons missed assignments on special teams and the worst call in refereeing history but they seem to have our number for some reason so that's the one that worries me but i think if we lost that one and then we won out the next three the reason for that being obviously is one of those games we are actually playing against the lions yeah
1: um
0: and their remaining schedule is bears giants cowboys packers now the giants and the cowboys are two very good teams um the cowboys obviously i would pick over the giants but i think they're two good teams mm. um i hope the cowboys carry on and um, they're on prime time as well so you know, you would hope that they would beat the Lions there. The Giants have a good shot of beating the Lions. And don't discount, don't ever discount the Bears because any any division matchup is is huge twenty one. And the Bears were quite convincing against the old 49ers the other night.
1: Yeah, they are. They're a sneaky team, especially by and Cutler. Because like we said about the stats last week, uh, you know, at a 35 graded quarterbacks, Jay Cutler was 34. The only one behind him was Blaine Gabbert, the guy who jumps on the ground for no reason. But what I would say about the Seahawks game Rhino, right is uh if you look at their, some of their scores this season you know they haven't been all that fresh up against the dolphins in the opener uh it was 12 10 to the seahawks they only barely eked that one out then they went to uh the rams or the rams came today. one or the other but it was a 9-3 game uh if you look down through cardinals was six all which was one of the most weirdest endings to a game ever buccaneers on um, in week 12 they lost they only scored five points they are susceptible to misfiring on offense and if they misfire on offense, I this is what I think it comes down to, and we've seen a kind of, it wasn't a high scoring game uh, in the Texans game, but we put up enough points to put them away and then gave away kind of, you know, a, a fidgety touchdown to them and kind of garbage time, you can call it, because the game was put away by them, Brock Oswald couldn't get that and done, is that I think our offense just needs to keep putting up the points. I mean, for example, Aaron Rodgers recorded a perfect quarterback rating when targeting Jordy Nelson he was 158.3 Nelson pulled down 8 receptions um, and he was only targeted 8 times for 118 yards and a touchdown 2 of them being like mad deep passes so
0: and some really important catches as well at the time yeah. that he made him it just really helped swing a whole shift you know it was it was just just good times passes
1: it was and to get open fully open in the end zone to be just standing there flat-footed and catch it it's good and i would imagine and i'm not an nfl player surprise surprise as i sit here with my man flu feeling sorry for myself um is that you know i reckon they're the hardest ones to catch certainly we found that uh when randall cobb came down with that dagger play he said that you know it seemed like an age wait for that pass to come down so knowing that the ball's coming down to you no one's around you um, must be nerve-wracking and also ryan he nearly got his head ripped off on the other pass you know on the sideline where it was kind yeah, of
0: the one where he just sort of ducks underneath mm. it at the last moment yeah yeah i mean I, I, we should be fair on on the one where he is just sort of stood in the end zone. obviously charles james cornerback does slip as he's, he's trying to keep up with him yeah um and I know that our friends over at UK Texans have uh, have obviously highlighted that one. They have admitted that we were the stronger team, but uh, they have highlighted Charles James. Um, obviously, I'm more concerned that that evens out with a Ryan Griffin touchdown mm-hmm. that was uh, allowed, even though he quite clearly pushed away the defender. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it was it was a nice score. and I think what we're really seeing now is, and something that was certainly muted and I'm sure you'll remember towards the start of the season was uh, Rogers doesn't seem to have his connection with it, with... Uh, with Ro- uh,
1: Jordy, yeah.
0: Jesus. Jesus. It's been, it's been a long day, isn't it? Oh,
1: I'll tell you what.
0: Rogers didn't seem to have his connection with Jordy. Yeah. And and so I think now, whether that was a bit of rust at the start of the season or, or whatever it was, it's certainly there now and the connection was absolutely key last night. And as you said, with your great stat... As you always do, a perfect parcel rating.
1: Yep. No, it's a good sign. And we put out on Twitter, you know, all of us can only hope for, even half hope for, to meet somebody with the same chemistry and connection as Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. I mean, you know. I've met you, mate. Yeah, it's almost like Ghost Ryan, isn't it? It's almost the same. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty convincing from Aaron Rodgers, especially because he had the bad hammy again we put out the gag on twitter that went down well you know the number one quarterback in the league is aaron Rodgers. the second best quarterback in the league is bad hammy aaron Rodgers. it didn't seem to affect him and what I, what always shocks me and this was the way it was with the old day rod now earlier on in the season these stats didn't exist when he was pressured uh because people couldn't get open um you know his his quarterback rating was pretty low but under pressure against the texans he was 122.2 to put that into perspective with no pressure he was 88 so it goes to show that when he is rushed and moved around a bit that he can find his players and an, an important thing that i spotted as well was is that he, the wide receivers don't seem to be getting any more open than they were it's just that because we have to aaron Rodgers is kind of forcing the ball into small windows and trusting his wide receivers to come down on it you know
0: yeah i think though they- one thing I would say, the biggest difference in the obviously in the last couple of weeks, and uh, sorry for being captain obvious here, but we've got two wins, and suddenly things are clicking, and so the offense is becoming more confident as a whole. Rogers feels like he can do those magical things again. Our receivers are going up and getting that ball, you know. So I just think the moment you start winning. Um, things like that do start to click into place but just because you start to feel it you feel like your old self you feel like you're untouchable again I think that's had a big effect on the offense and also the better the offense are getting I feel like more pressure's being taken off the D and and they're starting to perform a bit better as well because of it
1: yeah I mean even time-wise to get those rookies off the field and it didn't help or sorry it did help with Brock Osweiler there he's still looking super average we said that on the sort of review uh or preview podcast um that he was ridiculously average and he proved the same but look it's a positive stat that um out of the top five defensive players that we had of course Mike Daniels is on there Joe Thomas had a good game probably because he was one of the only like linebackers left <laughs> in the game
0: only linebacker to stay on the field for the whole game yeah it's,
1: it's crazy like <laughs> Lowry got on the top five but more importantly Ladarius Gunther and Quinton Rollins also got there Gunter, in particular had a great game he broke mm-hmm. up both the targets that Kemi's way didn't allow any catches and that's exactly what we need from a cornerback and as well as that like you said Ryan I mean it's it's getting the wins under uh, your belt and also getting that confidence back again for them you know
0: absolutely and I think uh, you just mentioned Gunter there he was the one that was credited with the forced fumble as well right at the start yeah. which was nice um, I think you mentioned as well Lowry first sack for him, and then in, in, if you like, in polar opposites that Peppers gets his sack as well in that game, which took him past Michael Strahan yeah, that's on good. the NFL all-time sack list. Yeah. So you know that that's awesome. You got somebody like Peppers going up to number fifth on the all-time, and then in the same game lowry getting his first ever nfl sack
1: yeah something to remember but you certainly do learn a lot about yourself don't you in these tough stretches i mean they had to use julius peppers more uh, with clay Matthews' injury they put him in more and they realized that he can still do it because he's been pretty dominant over the last few weeks because he's been getting more snaps he was a situational player and it looked like he was at the twilight of his career but it goes to show if you push the players not only the young ones even julius peppers himself he's able to break these records Uh, that seemed inevitable maybe at the start of the season but when we started to see him being used less maybe not Uh, i was very impressed with larry i thought he was a big physical presence you know he causes a lot of disruption maybe he doesn't get to the the qb obviously the whole time and he was unguarded when he did get to brock osweiler it's not as if he had to bat down four people to get to him uh but still nice to see him put one on the board and he was you couldn't see a bigger smile on the sideline when he was doing it it was brilliant
0: i can't believe that you just you know he was unguarded you've taken all that you've almost taken it all away from him steve if the he's comms, listening, comms, which he yeah. will be listening, of course. I've got so, hey D, now you're done. But you, come on, there, there must have been some sweet swim move. There was something in there.
1: Oh, yeah. No, we give him credit for something, but that's what I'm so saying. You're, I mean, you're, an
0: off, you're an offense guy, aren't you? This is the problem.
1: I'm totally an offense. I'm like a offense little guy. running back sort of dude. You know what I mean? That's that's what I'm all about. You know, you're know you more of the. Uh, I wanted I to say before, you're more I'm about, all the, about the D. You are about the D. You're about big D. You love a big stiff
0: D see i nearly said i could see you coming then but we'll 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 step away from that comment yeah so yeah i thought i would get in there first
1: oh hold up (laughs) wait but uh yeah so the texans again an important point to note that their offense couldn't get going because they're from down in texas bit of a dust bowl place nice and sunny down there and they came up to the snow and they were sliding around and that's perfect even when we were over in lambo i mean what they wax lyrical all the time about is is the synthetic grass that you know it's it's sort of stitched into the ground it's something millions of needles gone into the ground to hold that sort of half synthetic half real grass in there and um, so it's the it's apparently the best grass on a pitch in the world and a lot of people come to study it uh, try replicate it but one thing is for sure we know that we have the cleats to play on it and um, whereas the likes of the texans who came up brought multiple cleats but they still were skidding around the top three offensive players for the texans were O linemen and that will show you you know what type of pressure that they were under how they couldn't get out and moving but one thing that sort of stood out to me ryan was is that uh slipping aside and all that type of gear one we brought the blitz i think more than anybody in the nfl this season certainly more than the packers have brought all season and that seemed to work but we did tend to give up the big play. When it came to third down, third and long, uh, we still allowed the QB get outside the pocket and run for it, which was kind of disappointing. Um, not trying to be too negative, but that's sort of what got to me during the game.
0: I've got one of my notes here. Cause I almost conflict myself in the notes and what I'm saying, but on one end, I've got that. I felt the defense felt more aggressive last night. Um, the obvious things, the sacks, the forced fumble, but just it just felt like it was more in your face last night. They felt like they were closer to it. Maybe it's because there was the you know, the snow and the ice and that they could get closer because people can't cut quite as quick as they normally do and that sort of thing. Maybe all that was there, but my only argument against that idea is that the snow and ice on is on the field for everyone, you know? So, and you can't get used to sliding around. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't think that's a skill you can get as on no. well skating on your cleats. So I kind of felt like the defense was more aggressive, but there was still, and I don't know if this is now, This is, I mean, it's got to be the play call. It's got to be, the the scheme or whatever you want to call it when we're on third and long Hmm. and on several occasions there was either they passed out of it or they ran out of it and and what is it that we go third and long and we go okay now we can back right up you know and it's almost like they play too far off and they suddenly get out of the faces of the offense they need to just do the same thing again because if you've got a team at third and nine third and ten third eleven whatever it is to then let a running back run right up the middle, which I think happened twice last night for 10, 11, 12, 13 yards. I mean, it's just unforgivable. You know, if, if somebody runs a great route and they manage to find a pocket in coverage and, and all the rest, then okay, it's that, then that's, that's happens, you know? Yeah. But for me to let, let a running back run more than 10 yards on a third and lock which happened twice that was the ones that disappointed me the most
1: yeah it is criminal especially even to give them up to a quarterback because it was a few times there where you spotted the safety as a spy and it was like he was flat footed he was looking at uh, Osweiler and you could see him quite clearly making the move because he's what is he 6 foot 7 6 foot 8 so you can see yeah. him tuck the ball away and go for a run and still the safety who wasn't being blocked out of it because it wasn't actually a designed run uh you know it was just flat-footed staring at him kind of ball hawking and then they put him down Mm -hmm. now i will say they don't let them get the 25 yard run they let him get 12 you know so that he gets a yard or two pass where he should uh but yeah it's still a disappointing someone who i want to give an honorable mention to and we've been going back and forward with him for ages now haven't we and you met him over in green bay was aaron ripkowski i mean what a revelation he has been uh this season you know they've given him more carries, something that he never had in college and he's really taken on that mantle and he's punching the ball in and i love that story that i heard about him that when he scored his first touchdown because he'd never planned to score a touchdown he's a block specialist that's that's why they picked him up i think it was in the sixth round Uh, because he was a block specialist I wanted someone to come in take over from Kuhn which he said he learned from block for A-Rod give him more time in the pocket solely because our O-line was terrible now our O-line is actually really really decent in fact Lane Taylor was the second best offensive player last night not even on the O-line you know
0: he's been really impressive hasn't he if we Mm. just sort of rewind right back to the start of the season when there was the shock Josh Sitton release yeah you know, and suddenly we're we're worrying about well, who's up? Who's next up? Are they signing the veteran? And of course, then they go and with Lane Taylor, and they go and with Don Barkley.
1: Yeah.
0: W- less said about him, maybe the better. But <laughs> Lane Taylor's been a, such a success story because we don't talk about him every week. You know, he's not highlighted to us for the right reasons. Yeah. And like you said there, I mean, his rating proves that that guy has more than more than stepped in for what was one of the best linemen in the NFL.
1: Yeah, and I mean credit where credit's due as well, isn't it, Ryan? I mean, we did slay Ted Thompson for not being able to draft that cornerback and you know, we're looking a bit light and then he let too many linebackers we felt go and he didn't have coverage for that with the injuries. But I suppose and again it's easier to say and I I'd say that Ted can feel, you know, that seven thousand pound weight lift from his shoulders just a little, is that you have to give him the credit for having the balls to do it, to draw drop sitting which we still don't really know what happened there we heard that he was allegedly a toxic influence on the the locker room but then i think you raised maybe two months ago back now that people were saying that he was a vocal leader you know he was really pushing the team on so there's something conflicting there but lane taylor the second best offensive player only behind Jordy nelson who made aaron Rodgers have a perfect passer rating lane taylor comes in at second the best o-line man i just think it's brilliant and credit to him you know i hate giving all the credit to ted thompson the old guy who's great at drafting him no that, that's lane stepping up and taking on that mantle but ripkowski had to be drafted as a block specialist because our O line just kept getting injured and we were shifting people around everywhere. He's not needed really for that anymore because A Rod, as we've seen, has had excellent time uh, to throw the ball. So, what are they using them for? What they should be using for? He's a third down back, they're using him to punch the ball in. But yeah, that story when he got his first touchdown, he didn't know what to do and he was standing there, kind of not shell shocked because he's meant to be a really measured kind of dude. He doesn't show a whole lot of emotion, he's a big fluffy Viking. So one of the lads turns around and says to him, like, do something. And he's like, what? And he goes, well, I don't know, spike the ball. He went, okay. So then he just spikes the ball and now that's his thing. So if you've seen him in the game last night, he gets the ball and levels it into the ground. Now, again, not that it's yeah. his thing and no one else has it, but it's kind of, you know, that's just what he's taken on. His signature he's stolen it
0: from Gronk. That's yeah. what he's done. Well, I think you've got there is a player where, like you said, he's he's come in, he's learnt from John Coon. And John Coon was somebody you could definitely rely on for blocking. I mean, you mentioned the dagger play a bit earlier, his block on that creates that dagger play because without it, I think it's Julius Peppers it would is, clear yeah. out Rogers. <laughs> so he was there for his blocking. But another thing you could always rely on him was receiving out of the, essentially in a passing game and it, and his rushing ability from sort of the short, even, well, even longer than that on times, but mainly the short yardage stuff. Ripkowski looks like he is just a carbon copy of John Kuhn, but, you know, sort of, Seven, eight years younger. I don't know how old they are, but you know, that sort of thing. It's literally like they've just reborn John Coon and we're going again. So, uh, really fun player to watch, though, isn't he?
1: Oh, big time. And me and you, being rugby fans, we see that he's bringing rugby to the NFL. He's getting lads, he's creating that sort of scrimmage. You know, he's, he's creating the maul and he's mauling his way uh, across the line. He will take the whole team with him. It's absolutely amazing to watch like i new to the american audience to a degree uh but certainly something that we're used to seeing and we love it like.
0: yeah calls of bind on and heave <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah i know heave. i half expect yeah. seeing peter stringer coming in behind you know to take the ball and uh, to toss <laughs> it out somewhere
0: yeah i tell you though another another uh offensive play that got me really excited last night and it's i, sp- I spoke about it being the last one is how i like to see that on offense we're just trying a couple of different things mm. a couple of new things and this week jeff janice the yeah. end around yeah. um if, if you want to call it that it was essentially a rush for 19 yards that got us down to the three yard line but it was just different there was misdirection there was a bit of a bit of trickery if you like you know aaron rogers sort of trying to trying to make out he still had the ball in his hands he's actually tossed it off and janice has gone and i mean that guy that's why he's still on this roster anybody that at time has doubted his hands or his route running ability he's on the roster because he's lightning fast and last night on that play you saw you saw his ability and i think that's a great move by the green bay packers um coaching staff is that they want to find a way to use these players and so they're going to have to create plays to get the best out of some players and last night i felt I absolutely nailed that one and it was just a real shame for him and for whoever you know called the play up itself obviously it'd be mike mccarthy but you know it was just a real shame for that whole situation and the player that he didn't get all the way into the end zone he got stopped at the three because it it was just nice to see and it's refreshing as a fan that's that's been i guess through the first few games and certainly through the run of losses we had a team coming out looking one-dimensional and predictable and it's nice now we're seeing those changes
1: yeah do you know what it's a bit weird isn't it that we had to get really experimental at one stage in the season we went really predictable at one stage in the season now we have that marriage of the two we're using Mm -hmm. people in different ways but not too different we're still using Ty from the backfield but not all the time and by the way kristen michael dear jesus his first few runs was amazing especially since starks was doing his whole sideline to sideline thing trying to get off and get a bit of gatorade and uh, michael was doing his (laughs) thing
0: I like it yeah James James Starks has become the David Batty of the NFL he can only go sidewards and backwards yeah it seems
1: no yeah. it's 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 disappointing for him because I mean he was a workhorse there uh, and the, that sort of tandem between him and Eddie Lacey but it's kind of like what we have now is Ty Montgomery offers something different and as you said Jeff Janis but I look at that as kind of an experiment and I'd look at more things like that happening against the Seahawks that was almost like Jeff Janis's audition because the Texans don't know us they're not a familiar foe the seahawks very much so are familiar foe that can either work in your favor or against you we tend to hand it to them when it's at the start of the season but the seahawks go on a roll but i saw that stat um and i don't want to kill people with stats here is that in the game is that aaron Rodgers in december has has been unbeaten at home since 2008 so that's not something that we want to lose and if we can go and use that against the Seahawks for advantage. Happy days, but again, they're a cold weather team, so I don't think that the snow really has much bearing to it. Um, it's it's really going to be an interesting one. Not that we want to go too much into that game because we're going to leave that, um, you know, till our sort of preview podcast.
0: Yeah, uh, Steve Steve Hale got onto us uh, asking some questions about the Seahawks game, and there was there was a couple of others that mentioned it. But as you said, we might might leave that to next week. The only thing I would say, probably off the back of Steve Hale's question, it, it does go into the Seahawks game a bit. But maybe something we can just just go on is, do you got any lasting thoughts on Rogers' injury? Because he, he asks, you know, is that going to affect him going into that Seahawks game? Uh,
1: yeah, the, I mean, the, the Seahawks defense always played tough. But what we've seen from the Packers here uh, and Aaron Rodgers is that when he's blitzed, he still has a quarterback rating up in the 90s. Um, you know, when he's not blitzed, he has it 112 Uh, so blitz him or not he's still going to punish you Um, and under pressure he still has a quarterback rating of 122 so the way he's playing with Jordy Nelson being so accessible to him and as well it's kind of like what I said on the last podcast that kind of pick your poison element you know that you know Adams can smoke you uh, Cobb can Nelson did in the last game. So, if Nelson's not on and they have him covered, well, then he's going to go to somebody else. So, they can pressure him all they like. I don't think the Hamley's that uh, special because we've even seen Aaron Rodgers make, uh, what did he make? Maybe a 10 or 11 yard run in that game, which put the heart sideways in me, but he's still f- highly capable.
0: Yeah, it does make you worry when he goes. I should say as well, it's going to be strange, but I, uh, Steve, I possibly owed him a cheeseburger. Excuse so, me? There you go. Well, yeah. He bought me a cheeseburger last time I saw him. So. I definitely am a cheeseburger. Right. So thanks, thanks, Steve. I've I've met. I was just just saying that to make you jealous, and right. just let you know that oh, I've got a cheeseburger.
1: Does somebody else in this relationship, Jesus? That's how yeah. you tell me in front of all these people. It's cold. Man. <laughs>
0: well, that takes me on. So um, it kind of touches on what we were talking about earlier. Graham Armsworth, who famously represented the whole of England on the first uh, news report in Green Bay. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah brilliant it's a great on 10pm on news we're in a pub and his name comes up on the screen it says Graham Armsworth England Jesus what an so, English
1: name though Graham Armsworth you know what I, mean? I know. was he wearing a and night re- outfit while was going on was he, he holding well the he should
0: be he should be he represents the whole of England so right. he says uh, much improved in the second half of that game however he, he worries if we come up against better opposition we'll come up short obviously the test will be against the, uh, those Seahawks um, he says do you think we'll go 10 and 6 so we can quickly answer that one. Hmm. What are we on at the moment, Stephen? You're the stats guy. Six and
1: six.
0: Six and six. So he asked will we go ten and six? That means we need to beat the Seahawks, the Bears, the Vikings, and the Lions.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. You're saying yes,
1: yes. Uh, yeah. Well, we know where you stand on it for <laughs> sure. uh I don't know. It's it's a difficult one. You know, I do believe that we have the Seahawks number, especially at home. The Bears are is one that I'm sneakily worried about, but I think we'll get the job done the vikes the wheels have came off but they can easily put them back on uh, especially if they keep getting clobbered and the lions again we all know the caliber of the lions i reckon even if we do go and win every game it's not in our hands still we still need the lions to lose two of the four one to us um and you know the cowboys look likely but again they really struggled against the vikes so it's really still up in the air but you know what this, this is a good time to bring this in right and this is what I want to say and I was ranting to you uh, over text and I think your words to me were Jesus bro chill right <laughs> this, this is what I want to bring in because you, you have this sort of crazy optimism about it and then I'm like you know trudging through some stats and here we go and you have your stats too but you know when it all comes out if you're asked for a prediction Ryan Peacock is always going to say bro we're going to have to win right so i put out on twitter because i'm absolutely sick to the teeth of over analyzing crap sometimes and i was just like you know what let me just be a fan just for today just for the game against the texans let me just say because all the stats are facing that way screw it we're gonna win i and, and i put out the phrase which i knew would arc people right so it's kind of my fault i said to them oh i thought we already had a bye week right just taking it for granted that we beat them which we did and some guy everyone was sort of you know t- saw it as the funny joke that it was one dude I'm going to call him, uh, you know, Trump O'Neill, right? Trump O'Neill. And I'm going to call him <laughs> Trump for a reason, right? He comes back to me and says, ah, bro, come on. I mean, the Texans give me this some horseshit, right? And I was saying to him, look, pal, uh, and he, he said to me, uh, oh, I should look at the game against the Colts. I mean, they were dead last in offense and they still bet us and then he what did he say we didn't get it we didn't even get one first down so i was like right he's mentioned two stats right one of them sounds like hyperbole which is we didn't even get a first down that's obviously wrong uh so i didn't go and address <laughs> that one but what he said to me was he says this as if it's real he says the colts were dead last in defense and i was like not or not we're like me and you and a lot of the pe- a lot of the listeners we're not casual fans we know an awful lot and to do these podcasts to begin with we have notes upon notes upon notes and we try to break it down and, you know, we don't try to hit you with too much of the stuff. We give her opinion, have a bit of a laugh. So I just went up uh, into the old home office, dived into the room, whacked open the uh, folder. I'm making it sound very dramatic. And uh, I looked at the stats for the Colts game and the Colts on defense were not dead last, right? They were, they were late in the 20s, but they weren't dead last. They still had some life in them. Plus, they had Andrew Luck who again, you know, is is grading extremely high every week that he plays and isn't getting clobbered and injured. He's the most, uh, by the time we got to him, he was the most sacked quarterback. In that game, their offensive line played out of their minds. They had their best game that they've had all season against a defense uh, front for us that were pretty dominant. So here's this guy getting onto me, A, to shut up and not be enthusiastic, and B, trying to hit me with some fake stats. That really pissed me off because it's the same as what's going on in the world today, is that anybody can slap anybody down with a fake that if i hadn't got it written down which i which you can't retrieve and i'll shut up in a minute which you can't retrieve you know after the fact if i was to go back and look at well where were the Colts' defense i'd have to troll through loads of articles to try to prove this anonymous dude trump o'neill wrong right and I, ha- I happen to have it written down so here was some dude trying to come up with fakes that that really pisses me off about this planet do you know that ryan and i'll finish now is that Around every corner, you'll have someone coming in with some fake bullshit information to try say, Actually, here's the story. And then, do you know what I said to him? I said, You're wrong. We did have a first down, and you're doubly wrong on the one that we were, they were dead last. There were 28 in yards allowed and 29th in something else. And he gets back, to you know what he says? Oh, well, you see what point I was making. I was like, Yeah, you were getting a point and backing it up with zero stats. You, had, you tried to say that they were dead last and you had no actual stats to back it up, but that's how you felt at the time. You had a, you had a little feely feeling and you decided that you wanted to slap someone down. So you said, "Eh, feck it, I'll just create some fake stats. So I'll tell you what, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> 1,500 times in my life, Ryan, I've slapped someone down on Twitter and I have never lost a fight on Twitter. So Jared's a stat, like,
0: you know, piss off. Do you know, do you know what, guys? I think everyone at home right now and listening in the car on the way to work has realised just how sorry for himself Steve's feeling right now. He's got a bit of man flu. Somebody's <laughs> pissed him off on Twitter. And unfortunately for all you guys, you had to listen to his rant. Oh, so, look, some of people, but,
1: hopefully whoever agrees with me, hands up. And as well as that, <laughs> to, to, to fight. things come on a trifecta. right? You can hear my voice getting worse the more I'm talking, right? I've got man I've got flu. hand up.
0: I'm agreeing. Right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very but much. You know what makes me angry? It's what? like, you know, when you go through a drive through and you order your McDonald's and you put it on the seat next to you and you drive home carefully because you don't want your drink to fall out of the cup holder. Right. And then you get all the way home and you realize they didn't put any sauce in for your chicken nuggets. It's kind of like the same thing. See that no? silence,
1: Ryan? Do you see the silence about your sauce, bro? <laughs> you see but I tell you, in fairness, if you go onto YouTube, I think there's a woman who gets arrested because she just destroys a drive-thru because that same thing happened to her. <laughs> she comes back and just wails and everybody. That's what uh, know, but happen. anyway, let me finish with this. It ended with the trifecta. So man flew that guy annoying me and then someone keyed my car on thursday night right came up my drive tried to open my door apparently and then on the way back with a screwdriver or a key or something scraped all down my passenger door which was delightful so i hope he's dead
0: but anyway to end <laughs> on that cheery note so um well i have to say graham Armsworth, i think you set him off because that was he off that was off the back of his question yeah, look, so, Graham, I
1: love we, you, buddy, but uh, I, I had to get it off my chest. I hate when people come at me with bullshit stats. Some people hate stats to begin with, but anyone that comes at me and then says to me, oh, yeah, I know my stats wrong, but you know what I mean. It's like, no, nah, no, I don't know what you mean. Jesus Christ. But anyway, let's go to... What I want, we, let, what I
0: want to, to do. No, what I want everyone to do, and then we'll finish, and then we'll move on to the next one, because some of the next ones are just quick yes nos right? Right. But what I want everybody to do is when you've listened to this, I want you to tweet stay in the UK Packers, um, put us all in there, and then just, just make up a stat. Just make up a stat that disproves anything he said in this podcast. And let's see if we can just get him to go full on mental in the next podcast.
1: I'm telling you, if I don't get hashtag pray for Steve and if I get these <laughs> bullshit stats, I'm going to go post. So these are all getting blocked and I'm, I'm deleting it. Just everyone. make
0: up stats. Just, just say every Irish podcaster ever <laughs> is wrong. <sighs> As proved by me.
1: You're some hero, Um, yeah. But come on, I'm suffering man flu here. I need need to curl up. Let's hit these questions really quick and get the hell out of here. Phil
0: Rudkin, who I believe lives in Leicester. He's a bit of a ledge.
1: He's a bit of a ledge. I've seen him
0: play in baseball and stuff, and I think he plays for some team. Leicester Blue Sox. Oh, yeah? but Yeah, known him for quite some time. He wants a northern slash Midlands meetup. Okay. So, obviously, to me, I mean, how north? I don't know. But we are looking into doing some meetups in the rest of the country, aren't we? And we have started talking to some people here and there um it's just difficult to know essentially the best thing about doing london meetups uh is that generally everybody can get there very easily because mm. every train line points towards london yeah um ste can you know jump on a ryanair or whatever oh, i if, do on the a, arse it's it's lingus
1: buddy sorry. got the flight of shamrock you know
0: yeah prime time he only goes Lingus or british airways <laughs> um but he can get over quite easy as well so we've got to find i guess another city that's easy to get to mm. um so we are looking into it if anybody's got any ideas because obviously pubs and clubs we don't know where to go so if anybody's got any uh ideas just just dm us on the group um we've actually opened up the twitter i think this week so you can actually now just message us even mm. all the time so it's just open just just get onto us give us some some bits there yeah. Um, I know you want one in Dublin don't you so we've got to look into that one as well in the off season yeah
1: everyone keeps saying it to us don't they um, when they hear me talk they're like Jesus we'll have to bring it over to Dublin and I'd know all the spots and get you away from Temple Bar God Jesus everyone goes to Temple Bar and pays about 17 euros brilliantly Euro drunk play.
0: in Temple Bar
1: yeah I'd say you hadn't got a penny to rub together after you finished Jesus no nah.
0: nah, I had to sell my house but yeah. listen to this uh, there was this little Irish fellow like a little ginger beard short guy and he, he just kept leading me round and finding pots of gold
1: you see, that's how drunk you actually were. If anyone wants a good time like Ryan, just call oh one seven 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 seven
0: seven. Right. Right. What's next? next? One. Okay. Should uh should discuss? I think you so said we should discuss mm. the possibility of the UK Packers doing a cold December game next season. Pfft, I don't know. I was cold enough when I went in October i don't know if i'd fancy december what about you yeah
1: when i went over they had like the hottest october in like forever it was like a i got a tan i came back with a tan i tell you the missus thought i went and jumped off with some young one to spain or something she she didn't didn't believe it only that i had pictures in lambo she was very suspicious um so yeah look it sounds sexy and it sounds great and you're like oh it's gonna be so nice but seriously look at the game not the people with their tops off the women with their baps out it, and the men with their baps out, let's face it, those men are burly dudes. Uh, you know, you are freezing your ass off and it, it does take away from the game. Did it take it? Now, I know you're going to, I know the right answer would be it doesn't take away from the game. It's Lambo. it's Mecca, but it probably would, would take away from the game.
0: Right. I'd love to be all, all macho and manly now and say it doesn't. The Green Bay game, um, it was actually quite sunny on the year I went uh, against San Diego. It was actually not too bad on that game. Um, but the day before when we went to Madison to watch uh, the Badgers play, yeah that was cold and i think it was something like with the wind chill factor and it was i'm sure they said somewhere wind chill factor as well it's something like felt like minus 10 Mm. and we were sat in the shade as well and it i'll tell you what my feet and everything were just numb it was about as cold as i could bear it and i think if you if you go into december it gets a hell of a lot colder i'm not saying that it's out of the question but um I don't know how much I'd fancy that, to be honest.
1: No, well, I, I can speak from experience as well. Now, again, I'd pick the Packers over absolutely any sports team, any day, even family functions. Uh, but I had a season ticket to Leinster for a few years and I went and sometimes and I'd sit there in the stand like the loyal fan, even when we were crap. And uh, it just it really did kill me. I mean, it didn't matter how many pairs of socks you put on. Uh, if you got wet at all, well, then you'd freeze like a board. It's not worth it. We Look, we, we keep up with the October if we can and we're planning bigger and better things more player meetups we've met you know Jordy Nelson and all the, all the lads so um, you know we, we'll keep that up but uh, have you got our final question right Okay.
0: okay uh, Dan Barnes does, does mention that the Pack are rolling is it too little too late we'll need to win the division and can we catch the lines? well I think we've answered that one we've both said yes we'll win all the games left hmm. um, Sam Gregson says the Packers ability to run the ball north to south I think uh, is questionable yeah. he said there's far too much sideways running especially from Starks so I think we've gone through that one um, I think that as well that once Christine Michael really gets going, yeah. uh, then then we'll see a different style of running. Um, Sparky, I don't know where this comes from, but Sparky Sparky Packer says mm. Ryan, we we need to discuss Ryan's gambling addiction. I think, <laughs> I think it's
1: because you no longer have a drinking addiction that you've just. No, this is the third the
0: podcast in a row no beer, and i I think the last time I put a bet on anything, I put Zat Knight on to score the first goal for in a fulham game for some reason um at 49 to 1 i put 20 pounds on that he scored the second goal in that game and i don't think i've put a bet on since
1: yeah that'll put you off look i'm irish and people are just expect that i just get drunk and gamble all the time and curse and swear which i kind of do when i'm off the podcast and, and live in a potato sack most of that is true apart from <laughs> drinking and gambling so yeah he i mean the last mentions
0: i had a good voice i just thought i'd add that one then.
1: Oh yeah but the last time i gambled i uh, they were doing this what was it sheldon they were going around doing that sweepstakes thing where you pull a, like a horse out of a hat, which is ridiculous anyway. And I got this horse, like something sheriff in its name. I can't remember. It was, it was crap anyway. And he was coming like way past the pack and he fell over and I think that I put him down after. So when I bet, animals die is what I'm saying. So I don't bet anymore. Okay. Don't
0: gamble, people. No. Do not gamble. Horses die. Okay. So yeah, I think that's it mainly because the other guys, we've mainly covered their points already, but shout outs to Jeremy Edge, Scotty Man and Matt Tisdale. Thank you for your comments as well. I think we've sorry I've just headbutted my microphone there <laughs> you can well, have fun editing that out um, <laughs> well, uh, so I think we've covered your questions uh, but also as well big thanks to Chris Gartman who we've met several times now down in London mm. who's left us a review on Facebook which is a new thing oh. so we want you guys to all get onto Facebook and give us some reviews
1: oh yeah and uh, I tell you what it's only right that we do this so I'm going to do the goodbyes you do your goodbye and then I'm going to give a shout a final shout out and we're going to end with a song we ended with a Christmas song So we're going to end with something different. So that's the end of the podcast. From at NFL on on Twitter. Uh, Follow the group at UKPackers. And from your old buddy. Yo, At Ryan Peacock NFL. It's goodbye. Goodbye. And a big shout out to Tom Coles. Come on, party boy. Lead us out, baby.